Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. After over 14 years of being in business and running multiple companies, I felt called to start this show. I see many people struggling to start or grow a business, which is why I want to help entrepreneurs achieve success in business quicker, more effectively, and sustainably. Today, I have an awesome guest. He's an entrepreneur, multiple business owner, and football consultant, or soccer consultant if you live in Australia or the US. He was an international football player and now helps people to work more on their businesses through virtual assistance. Welcome, Evan Kostopoulos, and thank you for being on my show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great to have you here, man. It's, uh, it's going to be awesome. So, you know, you're a young and hungry entrepreneur. And for those people who don't know who you are, um, yeah, please introduce yourself by telling us your life story. Yeah, for sure. How, how long do we have? We've got as long as you want, mate. So, you know, go, go as detailed and what you think is going to really benefit with uh, getting people to understand what got you to where you are. Yeah, so so I guess my story started with with uh, with soccer always from the age of four to twenty five. That's pretty much all I've ever known. Um, my dad introduced me to the game, and, uh, and and from from four years old, as I said, that's the only thing I knew. I didn't know anything else. Um, and I guess um, I, I just went through the ranks, started through through club, and eventually got my first pro deal at eighteen years old. Um, and I debuted, I played my first game at 19 years old, um, which was awesome. Um, and, then, and then from that period there, it was, it was a bit of a roller coaster. And I, and I really experienced the different side of, of sport and, and business that, you know, as a young athlete, you got no idea about um, until you actually live it. Um, so so I, I dealt with uh, some dodgy agents, some, some football corruption, um, failed medicals. So everything I could possibly see... On the, on the other side of, of sport, I, I experienced, you know, um, where it was all rosy the first few years, I then experienced um, some, some, some tougher times, which was a great eye-opener and I think valuable lessons and failures which have led me to where I am now. Um, you know, ideally, my, my plan, so to speak, would have been to be a professional forever, um, you know, up to 35 years old or, or however long my body allowed me to. But, but that wasn't the case. Um, it ended quite early. Um, but looking back now, I'm so thankful that I experienced the, the good and the bad through sport because it's led me to, uh, to life now. And I think without those valuable lessons, I wouldn't have, you know, been anywhere. So I'm, I'm thankful for sport. And I think um, that is a very important factor to, to businesses and, and business owners, which is why a lot of them are going down the path of, of, of hiring or bringing ex-athletes on their team um, because of those, the, the resilience and other benefits they've, they've uh, received along the way. Um, Post-football, I, as I said, knowing only football and nothing but football for 25, uh, my first 25 years of life, I had no idea what I was going to do, um, where my next path was leading me. Um, I did a few courses along the way um, human movement, a small, a small business management course. However, I was just doing them for the sake of it. Um, and I really didn't have my mind in, in, in one direction post-sport, post which, which I probably should have prepared for. But 
but I didn't. Um, so I was, I just became a jack of all trades, um, which actually I found, even though that comes across as a negative, I feel for me that became, uh, has become a positive now because I learned to fail quickly. You know, I tried every single thing. Um, when I say every single thing, I, I, I started off in, um, as a, a personal trainer. Um, I was involved in a few startups where I lost quite a bit of money. Um, I was in property, so I flipped some properties. Um, so e-commerce, uh, three or four e-commerce uh, businesses. Um, and the list goes on, seriously. There's about 10 different things, so I won't name them all. Um, but I learned that because I didn't have, you know, that time in university or a different pathway where I had an idea what I wanted to do, I thought, okay, let me find organically where I'm supposed to be. So I just started doing everything and intentionally or unintentionally, it's been a benefit because I failed so quickly. Um, and now I'm, you know, still you know, in my, in my early thirties, I've, I've just turned 30 and um, I feel like I've, uh, I've got a clear path now where I'm going to go. So in a nutshell, uh, that, that's, that's how it all started. And that's what's led me now to my, my, my main jobs, which are um, virtual assistants and uh, sports consulting. Yeah. Awesome, mate. That, that's an amazing story. And yeah, I love the, um, you know, that, that, that drive and everything through sport and the ups and downs. And that's like you said, where we get a lot of the learnings, but, but even more so when you said how you tried like, you know, 10 different types of businesses and different industries and things like that, like that, that's amazing to at a young age, you know, in your twenties to be able to actually experience that, um, you know, and have that under your belt. And even like you said, even though you did fail quickly in that, which is an amazing trait, to be able to do and keep pushing on because um, that'll help you um, or anybody a lot in business um, to be okay with failure, um, then that's, yeah, that, that's awesome. And then you can really go, okay, I, I didn't really like that. You know, let's try something else. And then you, you naturally fall. And um, yeah, you know, obviously having, you know, there's obviously the university type styles of things, but there's also, you know, business courses or coaches and mentors that can help you, but sometimes you can still get there. It's just, um, takes a little bit longer and a bit of trial and error, you know, along the way. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, that, that, that's really awesome um, to hear that. So, you know, um, you actually do have, you know, probably a lot more experience as someone that's, you know, been in business for maybe 10 years, but only done one business, right. And they haven't tried a lot of things. So that that's really some awesome traits there. So, you know, initially from, you know, what are your biggest takeaways from being an athlete, you know, at the highest level? Yeah, I, I think the main one is just the resilience to never give up. And I think that's where business owners see the benefit in having, as I said earlier, ex-athletes or, or athletes in their business in, in some way or form. Because I'm willing to, I'm still still early on and I'm sure I'll fail, fail again. But to me, it's just not a problem to fail. You know, I'm happy to fail again and again because I understand that's a part of life. Um, and I think that resilience it's what is what keeps me going every day. The fact that, okay, no, no matter what I experience now, there's, there's no problem. I'll, I'll get over the hurdle and I'll move on. Um, I, think, I think another factor is we naturally have an entrepreneurial um, lifestyle we want to go towards, you know, not have ever been stuck in that, let's call it a nine to five office lifestyle. We are... You know, we do an experiment and, and try different things and, and have our, our fingers in a few different pies. Um, and I think that there gives us a lot of self-awareness in the term of, uh, you know, wanting to have a few different streams of income, have a few different hobbies and, 
and keep things interesting, you know? Um, and, and I, I realized that early on that that's how my life would be anyway. You know, I knew I'd never be that, that, you know, one job for 40 years kind of person. So I think resilience is the main one. And then having that, that open mindset to explore anything and, and, and not be scared of any, any type of business or, you know, avenue to go down. Yeah, that, that's really awesome. And, you know, that resilience, those key components of mindset are so important because, you know, you can teach somebody the same skills, but if they don't have that mindset and that, you know, that will to just keep going, then, you know, it's going to stop a lot of people um, depending on, um, you know, their blocks and the way that they think. So that that's really awesome. And, you know, and a key thing um, as well is, is it sort of links into branding actually a bit where, um, you know, you've got this sort of status, right? You're this, um, you know, you know, sports star, football player, um, you know, whatever you're into and, um, you know, you've built these things over time and you might not necessarily have all the skills, but you have connections, you know, with a lot of people in industries, whether it's overseas or in your, your home country. And then that can also bring people in because a lot of business is all about networking as well. Right. And the connections you have and, and things like that. So that's, I think, you know, important as a, as a different element that, um, you know, sports stars bring. And if they do, you know, either start their own businesses or work in other businesses and, you know, being entrepreneurial or whatever that is, that they're definitely, there's definitely a lot of value there. And, um, you know, for myself, I, I, I didn't get as to the highest level as you, but I definitely won a lot of championships, um, you know, in soccer and tennis, um, through my years, um, in various things and and that will to win and succeed and, and keep going has definitely um you know got me to where i am um you know we all have failures and um you know if you have the thing that you just keep going and never give up you'll succeed it's, it's that simple right um you know that's um most people just quit and that's why you know three percent of business owners make it you know the, the, the crazy stat that it is just because they give up um so um and that's where they say that the best you know, business owners are people that have been disciplined in something for a long period of time. Like if it's sport or martial arts or something similar to that, they say they have built that into themselves to be able to do it. So yeah, I think, I think sports stars are, you know, one of the best of, of being able to do that when they've got the right help in those ways. And um, yeah, that's awesome. And having that awareness. So yeah, really great points. Um, you know, and, and, and now you're, you're obviously very big on, um, virtual assistants, um, you know, which, which is growing in the entrepreneur world. So um, how, how did you go down that path? Yeah. So, so basically being um, like I've just mentioned, being that person who, who always had a few different streams of income and involved in a few different um, businesses. Um, although I didn't believe being a jack of all trades is a great thing to do um, because, you, you know, it's hard to focus on, on 10 different jobs at one time. And it's, you know, it's, it's very hard at a starting point to, to put energy into that. However, I thought there has to be a, a better way to be able to still have these multiple streams of income, but, you know, you're not using all your sweat and tears because there's only so many hours in a day. Um, and there's only so much money as well. Of course, you can get, you can get people to help you. Um, but, I mean, the, the salary, you know, paying a few people $80,000 each um, a year, for example, in multiple businesses, you know, it can be very cost, uh, uh, very, very, um, uh, sorry, I've got a mental blank. So it can be, a, it can be a big, uh, a big cost for a business. So, um, obviously I, I was approached to, 
with, with virtual assistance in one of the businesses I was involved um, and I gave it a chance and I was quite surprised quickly how beneficial it was to me. Um, and they started off with one task, two tasks, several tasks um, within a couple months. Um, so I looked deeper into it, um, created a, a, a model that is pretty much bulletproof um, where any, any task can be done for any business as long as it's trained as it would for, for a normal employee um, or employer here. Um, and they basically go through a process that we've created and, and, and can pretty much go into any business um, and 90% of tasks can be, can be done. Or, so now, um, you know, there's, there's obviously benefits having, having people in-house and offshore. And I've found that the combination of both is perfect for any business. And the reason why most, most businesses now, whether you know it or not, especially that the, the big businesses and companies in the world, actually a lot of the backbone is through virtual assistants or, or VAs offshore. Um, and there's a very, very clear points as to why that's beneficial. You know, it's obviously not, not only is it a cost saver, um, because you're paying, you know, a lower rate, um, but they're actually quite qualified in their fields. Um, so we specialize, okay, you need a bookkeeper will have a, an accounting background. Um, and I think that's why our model is, is so strong compared to the, uh, you know, the traditional VA model. Someone would, would, would give you a, a VA and you've got to sort it out yourself between the VA. We've actually created a system where there's a few people in the middle to make sure it's a, a very smooth process um, and everything is very clear and um, yeah, easy to, to connect the dots. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah. It's, um, it is like you said, um, you know, really important. And, and I guess, you know, some people might be a little bit funny about, um, you know, offshoring and wanting people there, but as you said, it's a cost saver and things, but I think a lot of the time it's also about the time, right? Cause, uh, you know, you get new stuff in and, um, you know, there's always, um, you know, a thing with, um, you know, time. So, you know, if a business owner feels that they're getting bogged down, you know, doing many tasks in their business, they think they don't have the time, you know, to write processes, you know, for the virtual assistant, you know, what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and along with obviously the, the cost itself, time is probably the biggest um, benefit. Um, and, and another reason why, why I experience VAs and I do this time um, is because of course there's, if, if you can have uh, three or four people um, in the background, for example, helping you with document preparation or, or the accounting side of things or industry-specific industry tasks that are tailored to your business, then of course you can get a, a lot more done. But not only that, you've, you can actually put your focus in the business um, revenue-generating tasks where you, know, you can put more energy to it. So it's sort of a win-win. You're, you know, you're, you've got more energy to put your, your qualities where they need to go. Um, and the VAs can do, do everything else to support you in the background as, as a traditional business does. However, there's multiple benefits, um, having an offshoring team behind you, time, money, and also allowing your staff to focus on what they do best, you know, rather than multitasking four or five different things. If you've got someone in sales, for example, they should be, you know, working on their main craft, which is sales. So that's what I think is a huge benefit. 
Yeah, I love that. And it's sort of a bit of a balance. Like, you know, when you start as an entrepreneur, you start as a business owner, you sort of have to wear every hat um, to be able to make, get it off the ground. And then you realize, okay, um, I need to, you know, start getting people in and, and, and focus on the revenue, revenue generating things, like you said, and, and then for other people to, to focus on the key tasks or as the business owner to focus on like, you know, the sales and marketing and, and, you know, delivering and things like that, which is going to bring, things in and um you know then the vas um you know really help to um yeah to fill that gap i guess with those other um tasks in the meantime which is is really important and you know you can obviously find them depending on where you're living in the world um in, you know in similar time zones i know you know with with um with australia a lot, a lot are in the philippines as well which is you know a couple of hour time difference so that can help um so you can have them on the same lines but it just depends on um where everyone's at but there's always um you know opportunities for people um you know in that way so um you know i think a key thing as well is obviously you can you can get them into the business but um you know if, i think onboarding can be a big thing right and then um you know so that that's really important for any staff member um so you know what important sort of steps and procedures should be undertaken you know by the business owner to ensure there's a smooth transition in the business of course of course and, and before you obviously choose a company to work with you know you go do due diligence and make sure you know everything is is where you want it to be before you jump on board um and and of course the the main the main point is obviously security number one um, and the onboarding process itself to make sure everything is is captured how it should be um, so so basically we go through a process where we have a head VA or head VAs which um, document every step of the of the procedure or, 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 or tasks that need to be done through a task capture um, through a program called sweet process now what that does is the client goes with the VA the head VA and documents every step step one step two step three so there's something to refer to not only for the business owner um, but for the VA and as your team grows there is those procedures documented step by step um, which can be again referred to every time can be changed and not only that it can also be improved as time goes on um, through through the VA who actually can think outside the box and say, okay, I actually think we can save a bit more time um, by doing X, Y, Z in, 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 in this format, for example. Um, so, so we also try and think outside the box um, and create a system where it's, it's, we can wear a little bit of the weight as well, um, not just completely do the tasks and, and, and pass them over, actually bring a, a bit of um, extra extra love back into the business and, and, and some thinking outside of the box. So that's, that's obviously the main process we go by. Um, we then in that process where we're documenting all the procedures, we also are finding a VA for you who is qualified in that field. Um, for example, if we're looking at a VA to come into an IT company as a support, we're going to make sure they have some knowledge in that department or they've worked in there before. Um, or if you, if, if, if a finance company is, is getting a VA on board, we're going to make sure they have understanding and they've been in finance uh, in the past. Um, so, so they just have some industry knowledge before jumping on board. And then along with that, once the, once that VA is selected for you, they then go with the head VA, um, and learn all the tasks that were, um, documented in the task capture. So then it's very easy for them to then jump on board and um and start where where the tasks uh 
have been captured. And, um, and from there, you know, it, it, you can create another task and another task and as, as businesses see fit. So there could be, as I said, I started with uh, personally with um, one task and now it's several. So there's actually a VA is doing eight to nine different tasks for some businesses um, here in Australia. So it's, uh, it's going well. And then obviously security is another thing where we have multiple levels of security levels which is obviously another concern for people um, in Australia offshoring. Um, however, with, with security, the correct security in place, um, there's no problem and we can always um, have extra levels of support if required. Some, some business owners actually even have a, um, next to their own computer, they have another computer where they can actually see live the VAs working and, and there's actually a, a, an, an app called Active Tech where every five seconds the screen is actually um, captured to, to see every step of the day what the VA is doing, what they're searching, what websites they're on and so forth. Um, so, so security is a really important factor we understand which is why we've created a high level of quality um, in that area as well. Yeah that's awesome I love that um, there's a lot of key additional things like you said there that are, that are really important and yeah I didn't mention security but like, like you said um, it's um, a lot of people are a bit wary of, of bringing people in and, and what they do, but it's awesome that, you, you know, you give people the peace of mind that, um, you know, it's all taken care of and it's interesting. Um, and, and like anything, and it's interesting in, in the way that we live today, right? Because a lot of people normally have offices and a lot of people around, but now everyone's working virtually, right? Most of the time, um, around the world. So it's now becoming more natural to actually, you know, work you know, remotely from home, from computers. So it's almost breeding that sort of VA sort of culture of, of bringing people in, which is um, quite interesting in that way. So I think people are becoming more accustomed to saying, okay, yeah, we can make this work. We've got to make a few adjustments, um, but, you know, we can monitor things, um, you know, like you were saying, and um, still have that connection and, and know that, you know, people are, people are working and, and, you know, driving the business forward. So, yeah, that's... Um, that's really awesome. Um, so yeah, so obviously, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of tasks that are automated and things. So, you know, is there a way to build the innovation more into it instead of just sort of going down that path? Yeah, of course, of course, you know, there's different types of, um, of, of, of systems coming out, you know, every day, um, from CRM to industry, industry specific automation. Um, and, just like businesses are innovating, the same thing ha is happening in the VA world as, as a business or employer would here. So basically, um, from, from video, um, video conferencing to CRM management tools to um, processing documents a lot quicker with, with services like conveyances and finance and so forth, it's always making things a lot easier to work with. Um, and just, it, it's a matter of just creating that system within your business first, I believe. Um, and then um, the VAs will then jump on board with that rather than, you know, in the, in the future, there, there could be a system um, where VAs aren't needed in 20 years, where there's the systems that are in place where um, everything's automation through, through technology. Um, however, there will always be that element of, of obviously human touch or a VA touch where, there's certain things that we, we, we want to press the button to process that, that, that document or that order. So there's always going to be that human element um, involved. However, I do believe most of it will be automated. Um, 
So I, I think there will always be a room for obviously in-house, offshore and technology innovation. Um, just to what extent and when is, is the question. However, we're always keeping our tabs on what's, what's the latest bit of technology to then import into our, um, our VA services or recommend it to the business to, to better themselves. Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. And um, that's really the entrepreneurial type way of thinking yeah, with innovation and um, bringing it in and um, you know, empowering, I guess, the VAs in terms of um, making them say like, listen, you know, we, we want to improve and looking at your thoughts instead of just following the process and, and things like that, which is still important. But um, yeah, that's, um, that's really awesome. So, you know, I guess, having multiple businesses is important, right? You know, multiple streams of income these days, um, because there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty, especially in, in, you know, the current times that we're in, where a lot of, um, you know, industries have been rocked. So, um, yeah, what's changed in your businesses in, in these sort of times and, and how did you leverage that, um, and adapt? Yes, and naturally I think I had to adapt through, you know, I lost a bit of money. I lost quite a bit of money in some startups I was involved in, um, obviously going down a few different avenues, my soccer career stopped, you know, unintentionally. So I guess I had to find ways to adapt. Um, and, and like everyone, I had mentors. I spent a lot, I spent a bit of money on, on, on coaching to find out where I should be investing my money, how I should set up my, my different businesses and, and where I should put my energy into. Um, and, and, I, and I do think it's important to diversify and pivot into a few different areas. Um, brick and mortar, obviously e-commerce is a big space now and, and obviously the virtual assistants too. Um, and then there's property. Um, so, which, which again, when I'm in brick and mortar, obviously there's, you know, um, a, sh a shop front um, or, or a, a trade business and then obviously the property side. So I sort of separate them into two. Um, so I've just worked to, to diversify in all those four areas. And I think that's very important, um, especially with the current times. So I think, um, I think it's important whether, you know, you, you believe solely in one area, which a lot of business owners do. For example, a lot of them are very sold on brick and mortar and having all your money in property and then a few smaller investments. Um, I believe, you know, this separate it more evenly across the board um, and organically you'll, levitate into whatever area is best suited for you um, however i can strongly say that i think i'll always be spread across the board of course unless there's a, a huge financial crisis in, in in some areas that's what i believe is is the way to go about it through through my my own knowledge and, and the coach's advice that i've had um, and i think it's very important um, and along with with spreading yourself in those areas another very important investment um, is, is coaching, like I said, having that mentor and teaching from someone who's been in the, in the trenches and can actually give you that advice. Because look, I, as I, I'm no expert, I've, I've, as I said, the majority of my life, I've, I've known how to kick a ball. I'm a baby in the business world. Um, so for someone like myself, having that knowledge is, is passed down is very important. Um, and I think every business owner whether they're, they're, they're just starting or, or 30 years in the business, that's another very important investment to make. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I completely agree with you with all of that. Diversification is so important. Um, you know, a lot of 
industries um you know you look at the travel industries you look at so many other industries that you know just shut up shop um you know massive lockdowns in melbourne again now they're doing all these locked stage four lockdowns again and um and you don't know what's going to change right the, the new way forward you know is there going to be as many um you know retail stores in shopping centers is uh, i think they'll still be around but is there going to be a bit of a shift in how many are out there you know instead of having 100 stores around the place do you just have 20 um you know all these other things you, you sort of don't know and and they can be very profitable and and depending on the industry um you know you've got to do due diligence i guess in um what areas you go in and, and how you grow them but yeah it's definitely important so if you know if one falls down um then you've still got other avenues of income uh, like that and and property is always um you know sort of a stable one um that's, that's something tangible um that you can grow as well by, by making smart investments and and like you said you know um coaching and mentoring like I, i've spent huge amounts on it and i know you have and i, and I definitely advocate it like you know i do it myself obviously because i, I want to give back with um you know what i've learned in, in my business journey and, and working with um you know very big businesses and, and things like that and um you know it's so important and and it's it's you know think about it in sport right all the best athletes yourself you have coaches right you know to push you to get you saying these are the little you know shifts that you need to do to to really get to you know your, your peak potential in, in performing right on the on that you know on, on the pitch or wherever you you play um and, and it's the same in, in in business and in life in other areas where you know you need to um, get somebody that that's been there and done that and saying, okay, what's the path that I need to go down instead of me taking three, five, 10 years, can I do this in one year? What do I need to do? How do I protect myself? How do I risk manage you know, in way I do things? How do I, what's going to be the biggest path for growth? Is this an industry worth, you know, going into, um, you know, what, what does the outlook look like? Um, you know, then, the, you know, there's other coaches for mindset as well, you know, which I've touched on, which is very important and you know even in you know property or other areas right is there still people like that where you're like you know you could think just buy any property and it's going to work it doesn't work like that right you could buy a property is going to bomb um you know there's a lot of different areas so um a lot of people you know you've got to look at it as an investment like an investment in yourself is going to pay off so much more tenfold a hundredfold than you know any other investment that you put out there um in the market so it, it's so important that's got me to where i am and i'm sure it's you know it's got you to where you are and you know i'm sure like me you know continue to invest in myself um you know over time um depending on um you know where i feel called to i think that i think that's a, that's a key thing as well in in business um is that a lot of things you know we've got to make a lot of people say like you know thinking in the head what about my heart but i think a lot of time it comes down to our gut right like our gut or intuition is another word for it where what's that initial feeling um about should i do this or not you know like make a quick decision after a few seconds like what is what is my initial gut reaction saying okay um do i have all the information do i know to go seek somebody out you know it, there's, there's all these questions that we need to ask ourselves and really follow that path and if we we you know we, we tap into ourselves and, and do that then i feel that you know we're really gonna um you know be on that purpose-driven path and get to where we want to be quicker um along that so um yeah yeah really great points in on that um so you know um what was your biggest failure and and how did you overcome it yeah so i i've had a few <laughs> You, you can name all of them if you want. <laughs> the, the main one, obviously, is is 
the investment I made into my soccer career um, to to have nothing in my mind but that um, for, for again the majority of my life um, it was sort of out of my out of my hands part of it it was it was in an agent's hands who literally overnight I was as high as can be exactly where where my path was 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 destined to, to be um, ready to to move to Europe had a few good offers on the table. Um, but at the same time, I had a dodgy agent who was trying to put his benefits over mine, um, which turned out sour and was the beginning of a disaster the last few years of my professional career. Um, so, again, like I, like I said earlier, I dealt with obviously some corrupt agents who, who were trying to do some dodgy things. I dealt with corruption at some clubs in, in Southeast Asia where I really found out some, some, some dirty business in, in, the, in the sports world. Um, I failed, some, I failed a medical um, in Asia as well for, for a very lucrative offer, which was quite, um, quite um, upsetting. Um, and then, yeah, over, overall, that period of what I experienced in 18 months was, to me, a very tough time, um, you know, leading to, to loss of confidence, depression, um, regret, um, and a number of, you know, a number of things I, could, I can say now to say that was definitely the darkest time of my life um, when, when all you did was put energy into one thing for so long and then it's sort of out of your hands. Um, it was a tough time. However, um, it was also the starting point into, okay, I want to help players not experience what I had to experience, um, which is why I've, I've ever since been mentoring young players um, brokering deals the right way and making sure you know things run very smoothly so the player focuses on on the sport itself and not the the business side of and contractual side of, of the game um, so I felt like that for me was a, a passion a passion point and always going to be a passion project for me because of my personal experience and what I dealt with um, so for me I'd say that was the biggest failure um, and, and, and tough time in my life. However, the, definitely the biggest learning, learning curve as well for me. Um, and like I said, the resilience of being an athlete was what got me through in the first place, even though it was, you know, from the same industry where I also found heart, heartache. So it, it was such a roller coaster ride. And that was definitely, you know, there was a few others after that when I experienced early days in, in business post football. However, that was, in my life the, the biggest one so far um, and and thankfully it's um, a few mentors early on where I didn't I didn't want to spend the money on however I was following a few people um, one of them Jack Ma who's a who's a successful entrepreneur who owns Alibaba and, and multiple um, multiple um, e-commerce platforms who just I was literally watching him every day because for me it was the closest thing I could get to a mentor at the at the time um, and I just learned so many things of, of, of being self-aware, you know, being, being disciplined, being resilient, just getting through things, hearing his failures early on in life and just not taking no for an answer. Um, and I think that is what drives me every day now to, to think back at that time, um, which, which happens being involved in the sport. I always think to myself watching TV, these, some of these guys are actually older than me. I should technically still probably be playing at that level. However, I then bring it back to, well, hang, hang on a second. I'm now where I am because of that situation that happened. Whether it was right or wrong, 
um, I believe that, you know, it's led me to something great now. So very thankful for, for that opportunity to both play sport at the highest level, but experience what it's taught me now. Yeah, that that's really awesome. And, um, uh, you know, I, I completely agree and, and love all of what you said there. And I think the key component um, of that is that, you know, in business, you know, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is understanding the pain points, right? Of something, what's the problem that's out there and you being in the forefront happening to you, you know, that, that drive, I can feel it right. Where you're like, I don't want, this is, you know, it was a dark time in my life and it's great that you bounce back from that. And that, you know, that will continue to drive you, like you said, but being able to say is I don't want to make, you know, other people go down that path and, and give them the solutions and the, and the quick way. So they don't have to do that is um, amazing. It's, it's, you know, that that's how, you know, true entrepreneurism businesses are born and, and everybody wins, um, you know, in those situations, which is really awesome. And um, yeah, I love, um, you know, how you, you sort of talked about, you know, the different people that you, you look to and, and all those sort of traits from there, which is, is really important. And that's, what's really um, you know, got to you to where you are today, um, you know, which is really awesome to see um, in that way, Evan. And, you know, we, we've known each other for a long time and, you know, since our teenage years. And, um, you know, I remember playing indoor soccer with you in my team and beating the competition. Um, we had some good games and, uh, you know, you know, you drive to be the best, you know, your, sorry, your drive um, to be the best in football, you know, has enabled you to have a, a winning mentality in business as well, right? So you now help other, you know, aspiring football stars, you know, to go down a similar path, which is awesome, along with helping people to work more on their businesses, you know, through virtual assistance, which is, um, you know, a great combination, very unique and, um, you know, really helping um, a lot of different people out there that really need that help. So, you know, I'm very grateful, you know, that our friendship's grown over the years and, um, you know, I look forward to doing business with you as well. And uh, sure, man, I, uh, I remember those days it was a long time ago, but, but good fun, but no, I thank you, man. And I agree. We're going to definitely, um, it's, it's good to see we're both trying to aspire to be the best version of ourselves. I'm sure we'll do some business, um, in the future or, or help each other out. Definitely. Um, I remember you playing when you were young in my team and, um, and then you were like, listen, I can't play for you anymore. I'm, I'm going to play for the LA United youth team. I'm like, that's all good, man. That, you know, you, you, you're working your way up, which, you know, which is the top team in Adelaide, you know, one of, one of the other major cities in Australia for, for the people overseas. And then obviously you got in and played for LA United in the national A-League um, in, in Australia from there, from the youth team. So it was good to, you know, you always had the talent and, um, you know, obviously, the, the help from your father as well as other people and, um, and that drive to do it. And, and, and that's what, what got you to where you are. Cause there's so many people in, in sport, in, in football, especially being the global game where they don't make it. They, they really even get to the national level, you know, in, in the country, let alone being able to go overseas. So, um, you know, they are really great achievements, no matter how long that you, you play at that level, we always want to play the best and, you know, things don't last forever. But like you said, um, you learned a lot and I, I think that that true entrepreneurism um, came out in you early and, and it took you down this path and you know I think we've always got to be open for opportunities um, which, is, which is awesome you've created them and you know who knows um, what, what else is going to come up in the future right that's, that's the beauty of it um, about life and um, just sort of go down that path so it's, yeah, it's been really awesome to see your journey mate and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you continue to grow as well no, I appreciate that, man. Long way to go. Long way to go, but that's it. We just got to keep going and 
I'm sure we'll get to where we need to be. That's it. Love it. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for your time today, Evan. I'm sure many people have greatly benefited, um, you know, from your valuable wisdom. So, um, yeah, how can people find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, so, so you can find me. My, my name obviously will be in, in the title of the show, um, but Evan Kostopoulos um, and my personal and then Eva Outsource. So EVA Outsource is on Instagram, Facebook, where you can find me. And then obviously the respective uh, email, evaoutsource.com.au. Um, and yeah, I'm look, looking forward to see if I can help anyone out there with their business and, and systemizing their, their processes a lot easier with virtual assistants. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure you will. I'm sure many people will reach out accordingly. So uh, yeah, thank you everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you'll know is if you tune in next time. Until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.